Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer, and this is the weekly Cindy Meyer Spirit Seeker Hour brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Spirit Seeker has been published for 23 years. We um, started as a quarterly uh, newsletter and then expanded into a a six-time-a-year publication, and then in 2002 we went to monthly. You can find us in St. Louis, Chicago, Columbia, Missouri, Springfield, Missouri, or Illinois, and Springfield, Missouri. Lots of small towns, but the main ones are Chicago and the and into uh, the suburbs up into Evanston, and then St. Louis, and then West Palm Beach on the uh, east coast of Florida, and then you can find us in Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater on the other side. We have been digital since 1998. So you can read us online at spiritseeker.com, or if you feel inclined to write in the whole thing, spiritseekermagazine.com. Um, and then we have a weekly email newsletter and the radio show. We also um, receive so many wonderful gifts through the mail each and every day. We get DVDs, CDs, books. We get tickets to events. Um, and we share our uh, our wonderful blessings with the people on our email list. So if you would like to be added to our email list, just send an email. Um, you can do it one of two ways. You can send an email to info at spiritseeker.com saying, please add me to your email list, or you can just go to the Spirit Seeker magazine um, or spiritseeker.com site, and there's a join our uh, email newsletter. Um, when you do that, you find out who the guests are on the radio show. You find out what's happening because we do allow advertisers to advertise on our list. We would never sell our list. So your email and name are sacrosanct with us. But you'll hear about other mind, body, spirit events in the United States and into Canada and sometimes even international events. Um, and then um, we just let you know what's going on. All right, so that's it for announcements um, other than to just uh, say thank you to all of the advertisers who make this magazine possible each and every month for over 23 years. So tonight I am delighted that my guest is um, jo- uh, Joanne uh, Koenig-Macko, and she I've known her I don't even know how many years. I met her probably at the Celebrate Your Life conferences, which started back in, I think, around 2006 in Chicago. Um, and she's an artist. She is a writer. She is very creative on every single level, and now she's creative in the kitchen as well. Um, her uh, first book is, she's the author of uh, two books. One is Surviving Earth School, How to Learn Life Lessons with Joy, Ease, and Humor, and her newest book, Surviving Earth School Two: Mastering Your Life. Um, both books are filled with humor, life lessons, and affirmations to change your perspective in a positive way. Um, as I mentioned, she's uh, an artist, but she's a world-renowned artist, um, visionary artist, and she's a speaker and author. She has a passion to awaken humanity, um, and she's always positive. This woman just has this glow and this energy. Um, she's currently working on a series of videos for healthy sugar-free cooking via the keto um, diet, so keto levity. And uh, with all that, I'm going to bring Joanne on, and she can tell you the rest. So, Joanne, welcome, and um, I'm so delighted to have you as my guest this evening. Hi, Cindy. It's my yeah. honor and pleasure to be here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so where do you want to start? You have so many talents. I mean, I know oh that you're gosh. an amazing artist. I mean, that is hands down, but maybe just, is you know, maybe share how being in that world with um, all the different people who have been drawn to your art and then how you were led to writing. Mm, well, the artwork started first. I was living in Connecticut in this little farm town called Monroe, Connecticut, and I was known for a totally different type of artwork. I was painting historic landmarks of New England, go figure. And I had a booming business, and it was in the middle of filling an order for a big store there that I heard this voice that this order I was working on was not important and that I was to go outside and take my paints and my canvas, and I was told to put your paintbrushes down. I'm like, oh, my God, Joanny, you're working way too long. You know, this is like you're hearing these voices. What's going on, girl? And I went with it, and... It said you were to paint an angel. Well, I don't paint angels. I wouldn't even know where to begin. And they said, put your brushes down. You are to paint these beings. And they showed me it would be high vibrational, omnidimensional, which what the heck does that mean? And they showed me that as I was creating this, 
that my work would be presented to world leaders, which was even more far-fetched. But fast forward, I'm standing at the United Nations presenting my work in front of 20 nations to the former president of Costa Rica, and then the White House calls, and Madeleine Albright's writing to me, and all these ambassadors from around the world are writing to me. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> you better pay attention. Something is going on here that's way bigger than you, Joanie. So, right. you know, it's like, and I have all these paintings after that, and it's like where they've gone just blows my mind. You know, even mm-hmm. Gorbachev was presented with it at the White House in the green room. And I'm like, wow, wow, what is what is this all about? You know, it's it's kind of startling because everybody thinks like, who am I? You know, I'm just this little you know artist in 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 a farmland somewhere. But when you have a mission, I honestly believe that if you signed up for a contract or a mission before you came here, and you are meant to fulfill that, I'll tell you, the spirit guides, whatever you want to call them, they're going to bug you until you create whatever it is you're to create and that's what happened because how many times i thought i don't want to do this anymore this is nuts you know and then Mm -hmm. they they would just bug you all night time to paint it could be three in the morning (laughs) right but as a child were you clear audience clear clear cognizant like that i mean you you heard them and you listened right well you You know it's funny cindy you know when i was five you know, first day of kindergarten, I made a beeline every day to the easel. I didn't want to play, you know, with the dolls and normal things that little girls play with in kindergarten. And I remember telling my mom that I was going to be a famous artist or a doctor. So she always bought me the little doctor kits. And the remember John Nagy learned to draw kits? Oh yes. I don't know if I don't know if you had that in the, here in the Midwest, but. Um, so she really fed my creativity, and I did go to med school, but I fainted in the morgue. And I'm like, okay, this is not for me. Give <laughs> me my paintbrush. And I never looked back. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I was an artist for the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland. You know, and no, I didn't design money. But um, I had all these different jobs in creativity. I even wrote a book. I was writing a book in 1980 about Ohio's recipes. So I was always in the creative end. Mm-hmm. And right. I knew at five. This is where I was going. Isn't that bizarre at five years old? But, no, I never saw angels when I was little. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't until a near-death experience in 1980 where, you know, I got married in 1980, and we were only home from our honeymoon two weeks, and a drunk driver hit us. Totally wiped out our car. Nothing left of this thing. And even the police said, there's no way you should be alive. You know, and the drunk driver kept going, um, but they said every disc was damaged. And it was in that, you know, space where you're tied to a backboard, you're being spoon-fed, you're in excruciating pain and going through this thing for seven years, and, you, you're, you know, you can't go anywhere. And I heard the voice come back and said, until you learn to forgive this man with your heart, you're never going to move forward. And I'm like, what do you mean, forgive this man? My life is ruined as I know it. You know, I was just starting, you know, a new life. Right. I was writing right. a hardbound book, and that was all washed out, and... Then I took their advice, and they showed me a different way of looking at this, that you are to focus only on the blessings. Because let's face it, you know, you know, Cindy, we've all been through our stuff. Everybody out oh, yeah. there listening has had some doozy life-changing events. Mm-hmm. And we could either choose to stay in that anger, and if I would have chose to stay in that anger, I, I would probably be in a wheelchair right now. But I... What I would do every night, I would say, okay, whoever you are, speaking to this drunk driver etherically, I'd say, whoever whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you, I get it. Because even though this was horrific, and right now I can't move, um, there is a lesson here. And what I was shown is, what if it was my best friend, that he loved me so much, that he agreed to come through here under this amazing contract so that I could, A, learn forgiveness, and B, that we could all heal our own bodies. And I'm thinking, wow, like, you know, it's hard to wrap your brain around it when you're right in the middle of the forest fire. But then 30 years down the road, I've worked on over 6,000 people, you know, as a life coach, as a healer, and I wouldn't have done that unless that happened. Right. So what a gift. See, this is the part that it's like, Right. Talk about it to people, and people are like, "What do you mean? I'm not gonna, 
you know, forgive the person who murdered my mom or I'm not going to forgive the person who, but the, the thing of it is, is like you were talking about this anger, like if you had not been mm-hmm. able to give it up and move into this um, total different space with this, you know, it, that you might have still been in a wheelchair. I mean, that's what Amachi says, the hugging saint. She says, anger, mm-hmm. sometimes you, sometimes if you've been in like very low anger moves you from low to a little bit higher but she says you never stay in anger because anger weakens every cell in the body exactly and how many times i've spoken to groups like mad you know mothers against drunk drivers Mm -hmm. when i was living on the east coast and they refused absolutely refused to forgive the person that killed their you know son or daughter and do you know that when i check back with them like years later almost all of them have serious diseases like cancer. Right. It's just, if they only could figure this out and it's, everything happens for a reason, you know, maybe that child could do so much more in that other, on that other dimension. Right. Well, and Gerald. And not only um, that, but yeah, it's how many people have had young children die in a hospital of rare diseases and they'll say, and they'll yell at me like, how could you say that everything happens for a reason? And um, my answer to them is, what if, just what if, because your child, what they went through, there was a new breakthrough in research? What if, because of your child being in that hospital, maybe a nurse or doctor was touched, truly touched, because of that child, and maybe they were ignoring their own children because they were working too much? You never know. Oh, there's all yeah. I mean. Oh, I can go I, on, I, you know. Right, yeah. right. And, you know, Bernie Siegel has done a lot of work, um, and Gerald Jampolsky mm-hmm. with Attitudinal Healing. Right. Let's go to him first. I mean, he works a lot with the children who have died of cancer and, like, that die young ages. And mm-hmm. what he said is sometimes their their whole mission's done. Like, in three years, the short three years that they were here, they did everything they came here to do. Exactly. You know, his whole thing his whole thing is, you know, we can't question this. And um, and and then, you know, Gerald Jampolsky also wrote Love is Letting Go of Fear, which is one of my favorite all-time books. Um, you know, I mean, Game of Life is another one by Florence Scovel Shen. But getting back to that um, Love is Letting Go of Fear, what, there's this one section in there, and what he says is our life is like a movie. We can't hmm. – um, you like when when we film a movie at the end of the day and you look at the rushes – like sometimes the lighting wasn't just right, or maybe the inflection of the voice wasn't right. You don't reshoot mm-hmm. the whole day. You reshoot that scene. You right. edit it out and splice the new scene in. He goes, that's what your life is like. You can't change what has happened. It has happened. The only thing you can change is how you look at it and exactly. how you then integra- integrate it into the the story of your life. So for you, like, I can't even imagine, I mean, a fresh brand new marriage, two weeks, and then you're totally helpless. I, I, exactly. In pain. So it's about choice, as you know, Cindy. Everything mm-hmm. is about choice, and everything that happens to you here um, is for your growth. Bottom line, it's for your growth. Mm-hmm. And all you can take with you when you leave this dimension, you can't take that fancy Porsche, you can't take that three-car garage. <laughs> you know, what you right. take is the wisdom that you, uh, that you collect here. And you take that love that goes with it. That's how I can tell an old soul. These young children coming in, they're like mm-hmm. talking to someone who's a 70-year-old sage. They're just Their wisdom is just, it blows my mind. Right. Right. Well, they're our future. So, I mean, these kids coming in, they, well, and you've got, what, two grandchildren now? I've got three. Oh, I thought, there, I thought there were only two. Okay. All right. Uh, no, two five-year-olds and a three-year-old. Oh, I did not. Okay, yeah. so there were twins? Or, or no, there... it's just, you know, I have two boys. You know oh, Bob I... from the different. Yes, so I was just my thinking, two boys, okay, so I... they each, each had gave children me a girl six months apart in 2014. I didn't realize there was the second one. I apologize. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I see the pictures, and I somehow, I don't know how I missed that, but, but they're precious. Those children are precious. And, oh my you know, I can remember in 1992 attending the seminar and 
uh, it was an author, and she was saying, pay attention to the children in your life. Anyone Mm -hmm. under the age of 10 is here to help us clean up this planet. And that was a long time ago. That was like when the indigos first started. Then we went from the indigo, there were six different kinds, and then we went into where we are now with these crystal kids. And they're extremely Mm -hmm. compassionate, empathic, but they don't understand a lot of our rules. They're like, who made these rules? Right. So no, they're very the uh, intuitive. Mm-hmm. So, Joanne, you have so many different things we could talk about. I want to talk about your books. Let's start with that, and then, um, okay. and then we'll go into your latest creations that you're doing. So, with what do you want to share with the listeners? And listen, and listeners, if you have a question, oh. just push one star on your phone, and then I'll know that you want to ask Joanne a question. Okay, well, the first book came out just a year ago, Surviving Earth School and How to Learn Life Lessons with Joy, Ease, and Humor. And the the reason I, I you know, assigned it Surviving Earth School, it's going to be a trilogy. There's three books. They're all Surviving Earth School, but they all, the tagline on the bottom is different. So the first one came out, it's like 232 pages, chock full of information of what I learned in that other dimension from my guides. So that's filled with beautiful stories. Um, The first one basically tells who I am and how this all came to be. And at the end of each chapter, there is really, there's some powerful life lessons. And I get into so many different things on um, how you deal with certain vibrations, you know, how your thinking can affect your health. And I have, it's loaded with pictures, which most books don't have a lot of photography because that costs a lot more to produce that way. But that one is filled with a lot of information about angel visits, near-death experiences, past lives, and more. And then book two just came out this past fall, which is Surviving Earth School 2, Mastering Your Life, The Ultimate Journey. And that's a, they're both funny. I mean, I talk about what it was like as a five-year-old in, in a holy named church in Cleveland, Ohio, you know, where I used to always question the nuns. You know, sister, how could God be in everything but not in me? And I'd get hit with the ruler. And I'm oh, I used to say, I said, if God made up, us, who made God? I, I yeah. asked them, if God made us, who made God? Oh, they didn't like that question at all. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I grew up in the 50s and 60s, and you had to go to, you had to, go to Catholic school if you were a public student. Or right, my mother would right. always say, nobody's going to marry you if you don't make your sacraments. But oh I would be God. the one that always questioned everything. And I knew mm-hmm. something was just out of kilter. So I would do more research on how the churches came to be, and that's that's a whole. But I talk about all that in book one. Uh, book two, I talk about what it was like growing up in the 50s. It's hysterical. Those, oh my God, some of those, like what I went through in kindergarten, and how everything starts. Your beliefs start in kindergarten. A lot of it, because it's the first time you're away from your parents, mm-hmm. and you're on your oh, own. Yeah. And right. Depending your on the teacher. Oh, it can make or break everything. Do you know it was so insane, Cindy, that in my kindergarten, I had this teacher, Mrs. Siegel, and she looked like a, a seagull. She had that little pointy beak, and she had no business being a, a, a kindergarten teacher. She would belittle you if you didn't do certain things. And then do you know what our final exam was to get from kindergarten to first grade? You had to be able to tie your shoe on this crazy bozo wooden clown shoe. And if you couldn't tie your shoe, you didn't go to the next grade. So imagine the kids that never caught this and they just couldn't figure out how to tie a shoe. You were left behind while all your friends accelerated to the next grade. So right Isn't there, amazing. right yeah, yeah, right, right there. Look at what you just put into your subconsciousness that I can't make it, my friends abandon me, and all these beliefs and it's bananas. It's absolute right. bananas. So. Yeah, we have trillions of beliefs, trillions. So, and they dictate how we operate today as an adult. Mm-hmm. So, See, that's the another programming thing I do is help. Yeah. The programming is in there, and not only from this lifetime, but anyone who believes that there's, you know, past lives, think of how much comes from those other lifetimes. Yeah. So it's uh, that's the other thing I do as a life coach is to help people get rid of those old beliefs. So you can move forward because, man, you can get stuck in the mud. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to give, listeners, I want to give you just a taste. Okay, so this is, um, hmm, okay, 
There's so many things I would love to share. So I'm just going to go to this one page, but I know it's anonymous, but it's um, that that she she shares. You share so many quotes and so many wisdoms, and this one I especially like. It's the ten mistakes to avoid. Um, remorse over yesterday's failures. Anxiety over today's problems. Worry over tomorrow's uncertainty. Waste of the moment's opportunity. Procrastination with one's present duty. Resentment of another's success. Criticism of a neighbor's imperfections. On and on you go. And then the positive uh, statements in every chapter at the end are just so wonderful. And I would like to talk about the um, the ones that you created for near-death experience, um, near-death or brush with death. So have you talked to a lot of people about this? Uh, about near death, right? I mean, because this is like the NDE near death experiences. Mm-hmm. There are so many people now who have survived near death experiences, and I, I, I love what you said about them because this is. And I've interviewed quite a few, and one of the things that you say is that out of this, there's this positive, these positive changes almost in all every case that come about. So, can you share just a little bit, and then I'll, I'll mention some of these on your list. But sure, what. What do you feel like? I mean, what was the biggest thing for you, you know, with with your near death experience? Well, and I had several near deaths actually. Um, I knew that the one in 1980 was all about how I focused on life. You know, we could either see it as God is punishing me, um, God abandoned me, or you can see it as wow, what a gift! There's something that is going to take me to another level if I just pay attention because this happened for a reason, and then. My other near-death, when it was in 2012, I was working out and drinking gallons of water, and I was flushing all the minerals out of my body. And I went to the hospital, one of the top heart hospitals here, and every day these new doctors would inject new chemicals. Well, they put me into severe tachycardia, and I left my body. I flatlined. That one was different because they took me to a past life in northern France. And they actually took me for a tour in this monastery where I was a monk. But that's another story. So, But the people that I've interviewed, and I've interviewed thousands of people, we all agree that everything that happens with a near death, a lot of them go through the light, the tunnel, and they're shown it's not your time, that you have work to do. And some come back like really bummed out because once you're in that amazing space of pure love, um, it's a, it's like a shock and awe. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, Uh, but you know that you have work to do, and just knowing that the on the other side, although they always correct me, they said there is no other side. Everything is here now. It just the veils are so thin. Um, But you are here to make a difference in this world. It's no longer about me, me, I. I'm the greatest. I'm the best. Now it's about what can you do to help humanity move forward. So many of the ones I've talked to all agree that this is what it's about. Uh, It's about enlightening, awakening humanity now, because we're at a critical point right now. This is the most amazing space in time, even though people focus on, oh, the world is really messed up. Look at our politics. Look at almost every country is having a revolution. But because of technology now, people are realizing hey, we can't be in the dark ages anymore. You know, it's time for us all to move forward. So I know that's one of the main things, and that's why I ran that conference for 20 years, Lightworkers. Right. It's all about educating people and showing them another way to look at their life so that they see how blessed, how truly blessed they are and that every day is a gift here. You know, I there, okay. So, so you know, I was a nurse for a long time, and I, I saw people brought back. I saw them; they mm. were gone, and they were resuscitated. And but there was this one um, gal that just really made an impression on me. Um, this was not as a nurse, but she was my dog sitter, and she was right by the airport, so I could drop my dog off um, right before I got to the airport. You know, did my parking and got on the plane. And she told me a story one day. She said, you know, when I was 16 years old, I I knew even then that I was going to work with animals. 
she said, I loved animals, and, you know, I had two or three dogs and all this, and she said, one night I was driving um, driving on the highway, and there was a terrible accident, and I was in it, and she said, and I, she described exactly kind of how you mentioned, like, she was on the other side, and there was just this feeling of, oh, my gosh, like, mm-hmm. just this wonderful, all of it, and then she had the thought, who's going to take care of my dogs? And that Mm. thought put her back in that car, and she said, and then I felt the rain falling on me because, you know, she had rolled and all this, the top was gone on her convertible. Mm. And and she said, and then there I was. And she was like, but she went. She totally was on the other side. But the minute she was thinking about the existence back here with the dogs, bam, she was back. So fast Mm. forward, many years later, she was one of, I think, 20 people that they had speak to the doctors at one of the major medical centers in St. Louis because the doctors don't know what happens. Like they they just, they needed to hear from these people that, had, you know, some of them had died on operating room tables but then somehow came mm-hmm. back. But they, she was one of the speakers and she said, you would not believe the silence in the room. Like they just, and, and you know, Ebenezer Alexander, you know, the oh, – sure. Right, the neurosurgeon who was in a coma for, I forget how many years, and they said he would never come out of that. And when he came out of it, mm-hmm. he had heard every single word that everyone said. Exactly. And look at Raymond Moody, Dr. Raymond Moody, who interviewed Oh, thousands. yes. Right. He opened right. my eyes in the 70s. Right, so. right. So, so this whole deal, you know, as you write in your book, you share, you know, some of the, the common denominators of, um, the positive changes for those who have had that brush with death or experience a near-death experience. And I love this, Joanne. I, it was like, oh, my God, she took everything from everywhere and condensed it. It's like most live their life with purpose. Most want to help humanity in some way, which is exactly where we are. The more we can be of service, the more we will prosper. The more we prosper, then we can give and be of service. It's like this continuous loop. Um, Most rediscover what life is about. Most do not get upset over the little things in life. I mean, after you've had that brush, it's like, Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? The little things just don't matter as much. Um, Most have an altered viewpoint and are happier. Most notice a marked difference in their their appearance. Now, I didn't know about that one. What does that mean? Uh, Repeat that again. Okay. Most notice a marked, marked difference in their appearance. Is it just uh, more trans? There is a calmness, and a lot of people see it in the eyes. Uh, okay. People will always tell me that my skin glows. I mean, it's just, I, I can't tell you how many times, like, when I do a seminar, people are like, yeah, your skin, there's something different about it, <laughs> like you're glowing or something. There's just a, a, a change in the demeanor. Okay. You know, we don't get rattled as much. Where mm-hmm. back when I was 20 years old, if certain things would have happened, and they said, oh, your light workers have been, we gave your date away by accident, which that happens a lot, we, you know, when you're renting ballrooms. I would have gone off the deep end, right? But <laughs> I got really emotional. Now know. it's like, you know, it's like, okay, thank you, creator. Right. Uh, I know there's something awesome coming. So, hey, surprise me. Right. You right. Know, I have a totally different outlook. I look at nature differently. Um, the other thing I found that when I interviewed people that crossed over, they said that flowers on the other side, every flower gives off a different tone and a music note. So when you have a garden in your yard, it's like a symphony, which I thought that was pretty cool. That's beautiful. And how many people have lost pets? And now we know that uh, the pets all get to go to that other space too. And many of them are w- waiting for you when it's your time to go home. So that right. was pretty cool. I mean, that's like, it's so funny. I've heard everything, you know, from A to Z with who was in that tunnel waiting for them or right there when they crossed over. And sometimes, right. you know, they're seeing their what they're letting go. They're like seeing the people on this earth plane that they love. So that, you know, that they're they're seeing them, but they also are in the next dimension. And that's why, 
you know, I've been told that mm-hmm. um, a lot of times while the, why the person's sleeping so much toward the end before they cross is they're already mm-hmm. halfway over there. They're, they've already, like I remember my mom talking to some dog in the room, and there was no dog. I said, Mom, who are you right. talking to? Oh, I'm talking to the dog. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I knew exactly which dog because we only really had one dog growing up. And it, she right. loved, my mom loved this German Shepherd. She loved that dog. And I thought, you know what, Gypsy's helping her cross. I just knew it. You know, the, knew. The, interesting, yeah. the interesting thing about that, Cindy, um, there's so many people that I've interviewed that had parents that were in nursing homes, and they would say how, you know, one even had my artwork hanging on, the, uh, on a wall in a nursing home, and she was ready to cross over. But they would see family members come into the room, angels, beings, um, and it's almost like they're being prepared. So I now know, after interviewing so many that there is a transition period. It doesn't have. It's not like in a blink. Sometimes when you're sick, they get you ready by having visits. You know, right. which I thought was pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. So yeah. you're walking between the worlds. It's like the other world exactly. already here, right? So, um, so with is there one story though that like maybe stood out more than any other when you were interviewing all the people or even in your own life with the near-death experience that you're like, okay, I've heard so much, but I've never, like this one is just over the top. Well, here's one that really, I still, you know, I think about it now, and right now I'm getting what's called the wave. My whole body is, mm-hmm. you know, it's like God bumps going up and down my body as we speak right now. You know, I've seen countless people here in my in my healing studio, and one little uh, boy Kevin, he was seven years old at the time. He used to come to me regularly with his mother. And I remember working on him, and he says, Joanne, why is there an angel standing to my left? But she looks just like my mother, but she's rocking me, like when I was a baby. And I said, well, I said, let's pay attention to that, Kevin. You know, you, I, I didn't know what to say at the time, because that had never happened in one of my healing experiences. And the very next week, his dad accidentally ran over him with his gigantic tractor, you know, those monster tractors with the big wheels, and crushed him to death. And here they were showing him, they were getting him ready, what I feel. Right, Right. Um, he saw his mother holding him, rocking him. Exactly. And that put him at ease. And, I I mean, I never want to go through another funeral like that again. It was horrific because no one is ever ready when a small child goes. But um, horrible. So many things happen. There was another one where they brought a little boy to me that he was about eight at the time. He looked like something so emaciated. Um, He was just skeleton. And here he had the ending stages of cancer, and they told him there was nothing more they could do. You could just take him home. And someone said, why don't you go see Joanne? And they brought this child, which I'm like, mother of God, when I opened the door, you know, it kind of took my breath away. And I laid him on the table, and he was startled. He jumped, and I said, what's the matter? And he goes, his name was Billy, and he says, I see an angel floating over me. And I said, that's Michael, that's Archangel Michael. And I said, and I start laughing. I I said, Billy, they're showing me that you're going to be, a musician that you're not going anywhere. Now that's never happened before. Mm-hmm. And fast forward, they took him for tests, and all the tumors were gone. He is now right. probably in his twenties in California in a rock band. So how do you, you explain saw it that? Totally. Well, you can't explain it other than to say you know? that you were okay. He saw the angel. You mm-hmm. knew that it was Michael. Archangel right. Michael can literally cut through anything. So for mm-hmm. him, I mean, it could have been any angel, Joanne, but it was Archangel Michael. And then you right. heard the music is what I heard. I You heard him playing music. Mm. Yeah, he's a drummer, and he's doing phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. So, right. And I remember the mother emailing me like two weeks later saying they just took him for more testing, and they can't find any tumors. They said this is a miracle. Now, right. I certainly don't take credit for that. This child was put on this planet to make a difference. Right. But see you you were the facilitator. This is this is the this is this whole thing with all of this. We don't heal, but we oftentimes are the facilitator to them being open to receiving the healing. 
And exactly. if he hadn't come to you, he might not have seen the angel. If he hadn't seen the angel and you shared what you shared. It's just, so So this is a different kind of story, but I used to facilitate Reiki healing circles for my students. And hmm. um, I, I just mainly would have the students that I trained. But, you know, there were a lot of them back in the day. And so this one, and then I would allow them to invite their friends or family to come get sessions. So hmm. there was this guy that brought his, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't know the relationship. All I know is that this person was scheduled for surgery the next day, and it, it was a very bleak diagnosis. They were only doing it to give him comfort, um, because hmm. they said that you know basically the cancer had spread too far, and so you know people you know the lights were dim and all the students were working, and within two minutes of the people being on the table and then do the group healings, I heard someone snoring, and I thought, gosh, I wonder who is so relaxed that they went, like, into that zone that quickly. And I looked over, and it was that guy. And I was like, wow. And I just kept being drawn, and I tagged in with the students. And then, of course, you know, everybody leaves, and, you know, that's it, right? You don't know what happened in the feelings. I was at, I think it was Don Miguel Ruiz was visiting. um, He was speaking at a seminar. And I ran into the student that I had trained, and he said, do you have a minute? And I said, sure. He goes, Remember I brought my friend to that healing, um, the Reiki circle? Yeah. He says, you know, he was scheduled for surgery the next day. When we left there that night, he said, I feel so differently. I want them to x-ray me before they do the surgery. And they did. Wow. And it was just like what you described with that child. His tumors were completely gone, mm-hmm. 100% gone. And he, and he says, I, I have wanted to call you so many times, but I just didn't know how to even put what happened into words. I said, they don't need, you just did it. You just did it. And then another time, this friend of mine who has a, uh, it's a it's a healing center in Philadelphia, and they would have healing for the healers one night a month. So all the different healers would come, and, you know, someone visiting the community, they'd hear about it and they'd come. So this one sure. night, um, there was this person who uh, came from Africa, and he um he had this healing rattle that he says, my mother does healing, and um this is her healing rattle, and I brought it with me. And so there was this woman there who had an eight-pound fibroid tumor, and she was scheduled um, for surgery to have it removed from her uterus um, and probably do a little hysterectomy because it was so big they didn't think they could just, like, take it out. And so she was scheduled for it the next day. Well, my friend, Tony, it was his center, he asked the the visiting person, he said, do you mind if I use your mom's rattle um, and do some work on on this woman? She says, no, that would be fine. So Tony's shaking Hmm. this rattle over her abdomen, shaking it, shaking it, and the next thing you know, the rattle just, like, it was like a gourd type thing. It just split, and all the beads went flying every which way. Oh and he's like, God. "Oh my God!" He, that's what he says. He's like, "Oh my God! I can't. I, I, I don't know what I did. I am so sorry." And this guy says, "Oh no, no, no! When that happens, a great miracle has happened." And he says, "This is a good thing that this happened." Wow. Next day, she went. It went from eight pounds uh, to three pounds. Oh my gosh! So, you know, so most Joanne, of these things we just can't yeah. explain, Cindy. No, know? no, there's no way to explain it. And 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 uh, in the linear mind, there's no way to explain it. But when you get right. out of the linear mind and you get into, like, you know, I mean, Joe Dispenza, we all know his story, you know. Like, oh. I mean, there's all these stories. So here you are, this little five-year-old. You knew then that you wanted to be a famous artist or you wanted to be a doctor. Either way, mm-hmm. you were doing healing. Because you didn't know you were going to be painting angels. You had no idea right. at that age. But that's, right. it's, But we come here to planet Earth, and I love how you call it surviving Earth school. You know, we're in Earth school, but we're spiritual beings here figuring it out. So why don't you talk a little bit about how you came up with these titles Wow. Well, surviving Earth school, just the term Earth school was given to me by my guides. Because remember when I had that first really bad car accident? I couldn't go anywhere. I was strapped to a board being spoon-fed. And they said, you are in earth school. This is a place that you come to either learn or teach lessons. And I never forgot that. And I was like, wow. So that's how that title came to be. Um, And then another thing that was shown to me is that we're all threads. Like you're a thread. You're a different color. 
you know, you're a different size thread, and so am I, and so is everybody out there listening. But when we take those threads and weave them together, we form this amazing blanket, and that's a blanket of love. And I thought that was pretty amazing. That was channeled onto my unity painting when I made that, where I was asked to create a painting to bring the world together and unveil it at Yellowstone National Park in front of 600 people. And all the Native American leaders were there. And that was like, wow, you know, very powerful. So so many moments, Joanne. You've had, oh, but yeah. it's because you've you've given, you've given from the very beginning. And mm-hmm. you know, the Course in Miracles says the cost of giving is receiving. And you know, we don't give to get. We don't do that. But it's a dynamic law of nature that you know, the more good that we do, the more service we do, the more we help. It all comes back in other different ways. It sure does. And so many people today will give. But I, I'll hear comments, even in restaurants, you know, when you're eating and you overhear a conversation. Like, I can't believe I gave Sally that, you know, present worth $200, and I didn't even get a card from her for Christmas. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, that was conditional love right there, right. not unconditional. And I'm like, she's got some lessons to learn. So right. how many times right. I wish I can go to somebody in a restaurant and just tap them on the shoulder? <laughs> like, you might want to rephrase that. <laughs> Just saying. Oh, I know. In, in oh. this day and age, we're we're careful, aren't we? I know. <laughs> we don't you have to like zip it, Joanne. Yeah. <laughs> don't go oh, there. Oh, I know. Well, but uh, you I'm know, sure you've heard conversations like that. Oh, oh, and yes. I mean, that's just part of the deal. And you know, um, you know, it's funny. You just have to know when to intercede and when not. And mm-hmm. most of the time, it's a it's a not. But you can still, as we both know. We can still send them positive energy. Like there, I was in I was in the nail salon, and this woman was on the phone with you know her boyfriend or her husband. I'm not sure, but I could tell she was upset. And she's like, "Please wait for me. I'll be there. Just please, please, just wait. Don't go. I'm all. I'll be there." And I and I'm like, "Oh my God! Everyone in the salon is hearing this conversation, and everyone was very uncomfortable. No one knew what to do." But at some point, her eyes met mine, and I just, I couldn't look away because I, I knew mm. that there was a reason our souls, eyes to eyes, connected. And I just beamed her love, and she got off the phone, and she looked at me, and she nodded. I mean, there was not one word spoken. Oh, but that gave like, me God bumps. Yeah. Well, but, but you know, we we can only, we, we God sends the people to us, like that, you know, that little Billy was sent to you because mm-hmm. God knew that you would understand or be able to support this family through that. Exactly. And now he's a spiritual being. I'm sure it's coming through his music. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it works. Right. And by being right. a way shower, which my guides always talked about, being a way shower, you teach by walking the walk. Mm-hmm. You know, teach by example. Because I'm sure you've met many, you and I have met many spiritual leaders out there, and a lot of them will teach something but then they walk backwards, as the Native Americans have a, a say, that he who walks backwards. They teach one thing, but they walk a different path. Right. And that's not going to fly anymore with this new vibration that's out there. It's all about integrity, integrity, and integrity. Right. And these little kids well, will now, pick up on it. Oh, yeah. Well, there are call you on it. They know. I mean, they used to oh say, if you want to know, if you want to know about a person, you know, just look and see what a dog or a child responds or reacts around them. Well, because mm-hmm. they read energy, you know. I mean, that's why they had the cats at the entrance to the Egyptian, you know, like the pyramids and everything. They 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 knew that cats could read people. They know that children can pe- read people, you know. And I can remember one of my spiritual teachers saying, "If you want to know what's going on in a household, all you have to do is look and see what the kids are doing, because kids will act out anything parents aren't dealing with." Exactly. Now, there's so, uh, these kids today are so powerful. Right. So surviving Earth School 2, we are going to um, – so listeners, this uh, Joanne has a great offer for us, um, for all of you, and then we're going we're gonna to wait a week because we know that a lot of people listen to the archive show. They can't listen to it live because of whatever's going on. Um, but in one week, we are going to um, – Take all the people who enter. We're gonna five people will win um, a copy of her book. So you tell us about the book that they're gonna win, and then I'll tell them how to make that happen. 
Okay, so the the one that we're going to give away is Surviving Earth School 2, Mastering Your Life, The Ultimate Journey. This is my newest one that just came out a couple months ago. And this is chock full of more lessons, a lot of humor that will, oh, my gosh, some of the stuff's really funny. Growing up in the 50s, you know, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when I think of yeah. this stuff, I'm like, oh, my God. And then there's many stories in here. We talk about vibration, healing with vibration. I also cover many of the laws of the universe, which is really interesting. And then Chapter 12 is uh, the laws of manifesting, and I give some exercises on how you can what you can put out there to create manifestation for your life. So, And then there's also affirmations beyond the lessons and the quotes. So it's, it's really full of just super, super information in there. So, um, so Joanne has generously offered to give away five free books. So the way we're going to do this is one week from today, um, I will, uh, we will do the drawing. So what you'll do is send an email to info at spiritseeker.com. I'll repeat that, info at spiritseeker.com. Um, please put your name, your mailing address, and, um, and in, the, in the subject line just say uh, drawing for Earth School, um, surviving Earth School uh, book two. Um, or just whatever, we'll, we'll know. But we need to know that you're um, contacting us, like you listened to the radio show and you heard it. And then we're also going to, um, with Joanne's uh, permission, I'm going to post this on the Spirit Seeker page too. We listen to the interview and you'll hear an exciting offer. Um, and then we will give away five, uh, five books to the listeners. Um, anything else you want to add, Joanne? Uh, you can also read more about it at survivingearthschool.com. And at joannemacco.com. So, yeah. Yeah. So those are the ways to reach uh, Joanne. You still sell your paintings, yes? Oh, yes. (laughs) How do they they find your paintings? Uh, The paintings are at joannemacco.com, J-O-A-N-N-E-M-A-C-K-O.com. And there's a whole list of paintings in there, and there's pictures of my books in there. So... And if you, you know, write to Cindy or if you have any questions, I'm sure there's a way to contact me through Cindy. Oh, absolutely. Um, we'll, you know, we'll be we ship all over the world. Okay. Yeah. I just shipped so, a so painting out to a to a 20,000-square-foot palace in Dubai. So you never oh know where gosh. your art is going to land, you know. Isn't that just so amazing? I mean, you have to feel it is. so I'm like, honored. <laughs> I mean, I, yes, 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 yes. Um all right, so we're going to change gears now, um, unless there's anything else you want to say about the books or your artwork um, before we now segue into your latest creations. Um, just real quick, that the portals, what I was shown is no matter what size it is, if you hang it on your wall, it creates a portal from one dimension to another. So it literally shifts the energy of your house. So it's pretty cool stuff. Oh, your paintings are not normal. I mean, they—I mean, they're normal, but they're not. They're at, they're etheric, and you walk by her booth, and you're like, "What just happened here? What?" Yeah, people feel the energy at the shows. Right, right, yeah. absolutely. Well, I mean, it's your art, and then it's you. You're luminous, and then you know you've just got, you've just people are drawn to you because you know you're so light inside. Um, all right, so now we're going to talk about. How in the world did this next part of your life start with the keto levity? Okay, well, for anyone who doesn't know what keto is, it's just a way of eating that's sugar-free, and you're burning fat instead of sugar. So, you know, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a doctor. Uh, The way I got involved in this, um, I went to visit my sister in Ohio this summer, and uh, I saw that she was taking four shots a day of insulin in her stomach. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy um and then my friend who i was visiting in connecticut her husband had a glucose reading of 600 and i said arlene we have to do something you know we weren't thinking about the world at the time we were thinking this is immediate this is in our family so she says joanne come on we could do this let's put we put 20 recipes together she flew out from connecticut everything aligned perfectly so that i had the you know the top um, cameras here in, in the whole nine yards. We put this gorgeous spread out, and we had so much fun, Cindy. I was laughing till I was crying. And as you know, when you have 17 videos, it takes time to edit those. 
And Bob, you know Bob, everybody calls him Jesus, Bob or Buddha Bob. He says, Mom, he goes, look, you know, the schools are on strike. I could come out. I have all the equipment. I mean, everything was perfect. So he filmed us, and he's editing a lot. It's so brand new that he's only able to edit the first video so far, which is the Pumpkatini, and it's hysterical. You could just Google keto levity. And you'll see a, a YouTube video that pops up with uh, my friend Arlene and I with, in pink aprons. And it's a seven-minute video on how to make this, this martini that's alcohol-free, sugar-free. But we're keeping it real because we're not that size perfect seven, you know, and uh, everybody's so serious when they make these videos on food. We are laughing hysterically because everything goes wrong. And I said, no, keep it. This is, this is real life. Keep it. So... <laughs> And there's so going to be happened? a lot more. So, yeah. yeah. So what happened with the husband with this, or your friend's husband with the 600 sugar? Where is he now? Oh, yeah. So, you know, all the doctors want to put you on meds, right? And right. he just listened to us and just went off the sugar, and now he's perfectly normal as far as his glucose readings. My sister, who fought me tooth and nail, did not want to go on this because a lot of people are just. They're so afraid. I'm not, I must listen to my doctor. He knows what he's doing. And they're getting over-medicated. It's insane. So she finally agreed to cut out the sugar and do some low carbs. And fast forward, in just a couple of weeks, her A1C levels went down to normal. She lost 10 pounds. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, Joyce, this is amazing. So, um, yeah, right. she is See? being a way shower in her own right. So the funny is. thing, the funny thing about um, I love that the the way shower I love that. Um, the funny thing about this keto diet that um, is that I mean I've always known no oleo margarine, Mm-mm. the real butter. Mm-hmm, if you're going to have mm-hmm. butter, you have the you have the real stuff. But yep. apparently, um, the sugar industry is who created this whole myth of fat being bad for you that was like mm-hmm. a conspiracy almost like they that's how they indoctrinated everyone sugar is good for you but fat's really bad for you and right. and now with keto it's just the opposite really and it's good fat i mean your avocados mm-hmm. and you know your coconut oils are good fat so but the, you can't a lot of doctors think oh no 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 you're going to go into ketoacidosis which is a totally different animal which no you don't go into ketoacidosis but I was so proud of my sister because when she she just went for her doctor's visit today, and this doctor's like, "What are you doing?" You know, and she's, I, right. when you told me you went off your insulin, I almost had a heart attack. But he goes, "Look at your numbers." And he goes, "What's this keto right. thing?" Oh <laughs> I'm like, "I said, Joyce, do you realize how important your role is this lifetime?" Right. You right. just made one doctor open his eyes to something different than what he learned in med school. Right. So, so here, I'm so here proud are of her. some other recipes so that that. Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, I've heard story after story. Okay, so um, the keto levity recipes that are in the December issue of Spirit Seeker are dreamy creamy pumpkatini, maple toffee martini, peppermint hot chocolate, chocolate martini, um, silly dilly fat bombs, lollipop brown sugar bacon skewers, lemon sour cream dip, keto crab cakes. I can't wait to make this one. Keto mm, crab cakes delicious. with. Oh my God, lemon so sour, good. oh my gosh, lemon sour dream. Uh, I'm sorry, cream dip, and then toffee caramel pecan brittle. So you two came up with these recipes, and you are now like creating in the kitchen like crazy girls, like just having fun. Mm-hmm. Just having fun. That's what we do. <laughs> it's like, and it started with a need because of our immediate family members, and you know, you know how that works when you're having fun right. and people hear about it. So we want everybody to go to YouTube and just subscribe and just leave your comments because this is how we're going to wake the world up. All right. So tell them how they you know? do that. Do they um, tell tell them what they can do to like help support the work that you're doing here? So for keto levity, all you have to do. Well, Bob is still creating the website, but he has a splash page, and you just go to ketolevity.com, and uh, you can also go to YouTube. And leave your comments on there. That's what's really important because we want to wake these manufacturers up to stop putting all this crazy sucralose and dextrose and aspartame. Um, The more people that ask for this, the better. And the more hits we get on that page, this thing can go around the world, which that's what we're planning on doing. 
but we need people to go to the YouTube channel and post their remarks, you know, and subscribe and hit like. Really important. Mm-hmm. And we've got so, 17 videos in the hole right now. We're you know, we're just waiting on Bob to edit them because <laughs> we didn't realize how much work it is to edit. Oh my gosh. Well, and you know what's funny with the monk um, the monk fruit sweetener. I had just mm-hmm. heard about that, and then all of a sudden, then your recipes came in, and I'm like, wow, you know. So can you tell the listeners what monk fruit sweetener is? I mean, I finally got some, oh and God. I've used it, and it's really amazing. I'm laughing here, Cindy, because in the middle of the filming, I stopped and I looked at my friend Arlene, and I said, Arlene, what, what's a monk fruit? And here it was <laughs> Lakanto, the Lakanto monks in Asia had this fruit that's grown in Asia. And when you dehydrated it, you know, when you dehydrate it, it looks exactly like sugar, measures like sugar, tastes like sugar. And I and I, I said to her in the video, I said, "Oh my God, I hope it's not parts of a monk or something." It was something like that. I was I was laughing so right. hard I couldn't even talk. But um, it's natural. It's all natural. And thank God for companies like Lakanto who have just exploded now because people want it. They I just bought their maple syrup today, which is all made from monk fruit, no sugar, so it won't affect right. their glucose levels. Right. I mean, and you know, now with stevia, they're doing, they're messing around with stevia. Mm. I forget what I read. I just read something that they're altering stevia. They're not. Oh no, they're, they're, that's not. They're good. trying to. Right. They're trying to mass. I don't know what I read. I I, I saved it because I was like, I hope I mm-hmm. saved it. I didn't have time to read it. I'm like, why would they mess with stevia? But you yeah, know, but the bottom line is, right. The bottom line is this: the people who cut out the fats, they've had all kinds of problems because. You need you need the good fats. I mean, can you talk to right. us a little bit about that? That yeah. Logic? First of all, the most important part of your body that needs good fats, good fats, is your brain. Your brain is almost all fat. So this is why I feel so many people are having Alzheimer's as they get older. You know, they're cutting back on their nutrition. So many of us um, baby boomers are like, oh, I got to cut the fat out. You know, they join all these big, you know, weight weight you know, reduction plans, and the first thing they tell you is, what, you can only have a tablespoon of fat a day? Are you kidding me? Right. And then we found out that canola oil and so many of the bad oils, like, they're just very inflammatory. So you want to stick to avocado oil and your coconut, anything that's natural. You know, you could put that on your face. <laughs> it's like awesome. I use that MCT oil put in on your my hair every morning. <laughs> right. Well, and you know, when yeah. you do the Panchakarma cleanse, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's a seven-day cleanse. And they put this mm-hmm. oil in your hair. They put, It's excuse me, called Chiradara, where they pour this hot oil into your third eye. Oh, yeah. And then it all yeah, goes yeah. in your hair. And how does never forget it? I was, I was, uh, I had to go to a family gathering, um, and... I just put a scarf on my head, and I, you know, it was. And they're like, "What's what's the deal?" I'm like, "Oh, it's this amazing oil that is just totally, you know, nourishing my brain and my hair." And I mean, they, I've always been like the different one in the family, anyway. So, I mean, oh my gosh! Like, I know, That's but funny. it's like once. I mean, I can just even now just remember what that felt like to have that hot oil poured into my third high with the Tibetan monks oh. chanting in the background. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm, that yeah. sounds divine, though. Right. Oh my right. gosh. But I think I, but I think so many of our um, health conditions today, you know, because mm-hmm. I was a nurse for years, I watched it. I watched what they fed them in the hospitals. There's just no healthy food in these hospitals. Um, there's right. some of them are changing, some are changing, but most aren't. Okay, we have three minutes left, so I want to um, um, just do a couple of announcements here. To, to to be eligible for the drawings for Joanne's books, please send an email to info at spiritseeker.com saying please enter me in the um, in the book drawing uh, and put your address uh, on there so that everything's ready to go so that when I you know we pick the five um, that will be easy at hand. The second thing is I want to give you Joanne. Um, uh, it's joannemacco.com, which is J-O-A-N-N-E-M-A-C-K-O.com, or, um, and or, actually, www.survivingearthschool.com. Um, I also right. want to encourage you to sign up for our email newsletter. All you have to do is go to spiritseeker.com, click on the ad, um, the, the email newsletter, or send an email to that same um address info at spiritseeker.com um we let you know about what's happening and i do have one more show for the um 
for the final show of 2019, and I will be interviewing um, uh, an author and a psychotherapist and an angel channel. Um, so that's next week, and then that will be our last show, and then uh, we'll we'll talk to you in the new year. All right, so Joanne, you've got like less than a, less than a minute. Final words of wisdom from you, wonderful lady. What what do you want to say to us? Wow. Oh my gosh. Just remember that you know you are perfection. You were never broken, and everything you've learned out there that said you are less than, throw it out, just throw it in the garbage because you are a child of God, perfect, whole, and complete, just the way you are. And continue to shine and see that everything in your life is a, is a blessing. Every single thing. It's here for a reason. Everything. Get the lesson and you don't need the lesson. Oh, how about exactly. that? Okay. <laughs> so, Joanne, <laughs> thank simple. you. Thank you so much. And, and you know, you there's lots of information December issue of Spirit Secure from Joanne. So thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you for all that you're doing for all of us. And listeners, tell your friends about this. It's a podcast the minute we're done uh, with this interview, and um, it can be listened to morning, noon, and night. Thank you, Joanne. Thank you, Cindy. And, thank oh, you, my God, and you're so just a rock you. star. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're making just, it happen. And we're on the front line. Magazine is amazing. <laughs> we're on the front all line. Right, we're just, you know, having fun. We're that's right. Okay, well, thank you so much, listeners. And um, Joanne, thank you from my heart to yours. Thank okay, you. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. Good night. <laughs>